Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. The building industry hangs on economic fluctuations. In a healthy economy, building booms. In a crash like we're experiencing now, it's been down tools. So, when you're chained to the roller coaster, how do you not only innovate but grow? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman. And this is Business Essentials Daily. COVID-19 has hit the economy and a lot of businesses very hard indeed. People and businesses don't tend to spend as much as they used to. How possible then is it to not just survive, but thrive in a recession? Dom Crawley reckons there are opportunities in tough times. It forces you to examine your systems the quality of your work and your cash flow. And if you can weather the storm, you'll be in a much better position than your competitors. Dom is director of BaseCon, which builds residential foundations, or concrete slabs, for high-volume home builders. He explains to Chris Ashmore how he's grown his business in an increasingly competitive industry with low margins and high turnover. It's managed and set by the builders on the rates that we get. And because it's such a tight game and a competitive game building, you know, the margins aren't massive. So we've got to turn over a lot to make money. Does technology play a big part in what you do? It does with us. Historically, and construction, no. Construction's the same way. It hasn't moved forward with other industries. We're massive on it. I implement and processes and our technology and our apps and the way we send out plans, the way we communicate with our subcontractors and our staff is all around IT. And I would hope that we're market leading in the way we do things. And that my budget for it, it's the way of the future. We've got a generation of workforce coming now who understand technology and the way they use it. So we're going to make sure as an industry that we're adapting to that. And it only helps us. It makes our process a lot easier. So you've developed your own apps and other technology. Yeah, it's just checklists. It sounds funny, like everyone goes, oh, you've got this app and you've got this software in the back end. There was nothing around concreting that I could use out there. And if I did, it would have been so generic, it wouldn't work because the way we approach things is very different. So we've had to develop that and it's a massive investment, but it's just a simple process that they can follow that gets sent back to us so we can then check it. Really, it's about being live on site and that's the way we look at it is if we've got the technology where we can essentially not be there but still have the same information come through to our office, well, things are only going to be easier. I'd imagine that the good times and the bad times with your business would be reflected upon how well the economy is heading at any particular time. Would that be fair to say? Of course. I mean, you'd be naive to think the economy's not going to affect us. If the economy's good, building's good. I mean, if the economy's bad, building gets a whack first. It's about spreading your risk. Building's never going to stop. We're too big of an employer and the government's always going to prop us up in some way. They'll bring in whatever grants there are to help us. So it's a matter of me saying, as a business, let's spread the risk across a number of builders. So we only need to get a small percent of each one. It's easier to get a small percentage of a lot than a big percentage of one. I've looked at it that way for a long time now. We just won't have our one main customer and just deliver to them. But it's just way too risky in what we do. You would say that a recession is actually a good opportunity for business, particularly with what you're doing, but it could be a good opportunity for other industries as well. This is just a mindset and 
I have always felt this and I'm quite open about it, is that it makes you make changes. So if you can survive in a very slow market, how well are you going to do in a good market, all right? And every market has ups and downs. So a slow market makes you look at your waste, look at your structures and look at your process and look at your customer experience. And you've then got the time, because it's slower, you've got the time to have a look at them really, really closely. And if you're good at that, it will take care of itself. It brings back your numbers. It brings back your wasted time. You really start become really efficient at it. So when the market hits again, you're ready to go and it just flies. And I've always believed in it, but the numbers from our business has shown that we're growing at the moment at a rate that I can't control. And that's fantastic. But it's all got down to the customer experience that we've created. We've eliminated 90% of the waste out of the business, you know, and I've kept the same amount of staff on. Beforehand, I was growing, but I was going backwards. You now need to be efficient. You need to watch your costs. You need to eliminate all that waste in your business because the market's telling you you're going to have to. So how do I make more money out of a smaller amount of jobs? It's as simple as that. So we looked at how do we get our margins up? Where can we value add? And that's just been fantastic for the business because now we're all really efficient in what we do. So when the market kicks again, look out. We'll be ready to roll. So. Uh-huh. When you say waste, what do you mean by waste? Uh, Waste is everything. So you look at every process you've got in your business. So that's time, equipment, purchases. It's everything in your business. So I chop it. My room is full of uh, butcher's paper with little sticky notes all over it. And that's me just looking at, okay, this morning, how long did it take us to drive that truck to that job? Where's the closest next job that he can go to? How long is it taking him to unload that machine? And it goes right down to those silly things, okay? When does the office open? When does the office close? When are most of the phone calls made during the day? We go through every process we have in the business from when we open it, from when we get a phone call. What happens with that phone call? Where do we put that phone call? What's the process behind that phone call? Instead of things just getting wasted in the business, the thing that we found is we were losing jobs through our booking system. They were just getting lost in the system and there was no follow-up going on. We're talking about waste in a slow market. We were actually giving jobs away because we were inefficient in what we were doing. And that was highlighted only because the market had slowed down. We'd come out of from a very buoyant market in construction where people were ringing us off tap, just go and do a job, begging us to do stuff to, hang on, we've dropped 50%. Okay, so who are we going to work with? We're only going to work with ones who are good at what they do, who create a customer experience, look after the people who are paying the bills and are not wasting time, money, etc. So some businesses can fall into the trap of being complacent when the times are good and not prepared for what you're talking yeah. about when times inevitably turn. So true. Everyone goes into this business and generally go into business when things are going because they see the opportunity and think, this is great, there's so much work out there. And you just said it, it's not always like that. Every industry has ups and downs. So you need to make sure that you're always running as lean as possible And that can't come at a cost to your business. That's just to make sure. I mean, you need to be sitting there. I would even for a small business who's doing on their own, I'd set aside an hour a week just to sit and look at where I'm wasting it. You might be even spending too much on coffee. I don't know. Simple equation. You buy a coffee every day coming out of the business compared to making your own. I mean, that's a simple way of looking at it, but that can make a massive difference. Clients too would be looking at who they would deal with in times of recession, who can 
offer the best value at a cheaper cost? Yeah, so I can only speak for construction. They start looking at where they can get money back as well. So in volume building game, when they're busy, everyone's flat out. They don't do their job as effectively as they would. But when they've got time, they start looking at where they can creep money back. So if there's too much concrete used or too much material used, they just then go, hang on, this is costing me XXNX. So who stopped doing that? They'll start working with people who have already picked that up and are not using too much, et cetera, et cetera. So it just comes down the line. That's one of the reasons we're picking up. We're watching all those sort of things. So we're coming in on budget for these guys. We're coming in on time. It's about cash flow. They need to get jobs in the ground at a certain date. We manage all those sort of things. So I highlighted, and as a team, I should say, we, we highlighted what our customers were looking for. And we made sure our processes and the way we were doing things, we weren't wasting their time. Do you have an example perhaps of when you felt you had an advantage when a company chose you over your competitors? We're very different in the concreting game. And what I'm trying to deliver is very different to construction. I looked at concreting pretty simply and thought that there's a massive opportunity here about creating a customer experience. And I think we sort of lose that in business. It's all about just do it and get on with it, do it and get on with it. We're massive about our supervisors. Our supervisors are our salesmen because they move around from builder to builder to builder. They take us with it. We're doing a good job. We create it. We look after our supervisors. We make their job easier. And we're creating a customer experience in an industry that's got no history of creating customer experiences at all. The builders may, but as a tradesman, we don't. If I've won work compared to someone else, it's because we're extremely different. And we're working with like-minded people. They're not used to calling a concreter and actually getting someone who knows how to run a business and is watching their costs and can give them dates and and deliver on that date. And communication, construction's got no communication in it anywhere. No one calls anybody. Well, we've got touch points, you know, we make sure we've got five touch points a day. We're just creating that whole new way of looking at things and doing things. And, And I hope eventually that can go across the board. Well, you've come a long way since you've started the business. Yeah. Congratulations. What does the future look for you? The future's exciting, a lot of opportunities. And as I've just mentioned, we want to go national. If that happens or not, who knows, but we'll have a crack. I believe we've got something that's very different, very unique. The biggest problem for me is probably slowing down a little bit. I'm a little bit eager to go a bit fast. And I've got people in the team now who help me mitigate that and make sure we've got things right before we go forward. But it's a big opportunity. Construction's massive. We can only do what we want to do. It's up to us. You hear that old saying, the world's your oyster, but it is. It's up to you. If you want to have a crack, if you want to, just do it. That was BaseCon CEO, Dom Crawley. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.